point is, the end result is the same. Duty calls. I have searched the world over before you. That is so cool. You guys all just have this really tight bond. Just call me the computer whisperer. He seemed so nice and normal. You don't want to come back to my place? That smell makes me nauseous. I thought it was going to be a slow night. It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Can we go now? They sure are reliable. I, <laughs> I got mine. Ugh. What is this? Yellowstone Park? <laughs> <laughs> These things are like old faithful. I almost got that all over my goddamn electrical transformer thingy for the laptop. <laughs> Your laptop's power supply? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> all right. I'm just going to towel off. That's how good of an opener it was, everybody. <laughs> oh, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Welcome to Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. And today on Beer with Buffy, we're reviewing Season 5, Episode 22 of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, titled The Gift. The Gift. Da Gift. Yay. <laughs> da Bears. <laughs> yeah, because that's what we've been referencing this whole time, if you didn't know. <laughs> An SNL sketch. Oh, God, mm-hmm. who knows from how fucking long ago? Uh, I think the 90s. Yeah. Who gives a shit? So, uh, yeah, we don't uh, we don't have any new reviews. We don't have any voicemails. But, hey, one of the best things you can do to help us out is always, as always, review us on iTunes. Yes, yes, yes. And if you review us on iTunes, send us a screenshot of your review, and we will send you a free sticker. Free sticker, and eventually, once we get to 75 reviews, we're going to raffle off. Well, not raffle off, but we're going to give away another hoodie. You're automatically entered into that drawing for a free hoodie, a Beer with Buffy hoodie. Yes. If you write a review, we recently got a five-star review that is not accompanied by a written review, so they will not be in the contest, said Panda. But that's good news for the rest of you who did write a review because that puts us closer to 75. Yep. So there you go. I mean, we still like the stars. Thank you for the stars. Yes. But it helps you if you write us a review. And it helps us. Yeah. Us. Help you. Help you. Help us. (laughs) Make bad references to Tom Cruise movies. (laughs) Okay. I've got to, mister. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> well, uh, I, I think we've been neglecting to mention it at the beginning of the episode a few times now, but uh, here is your your due notice that we will be taking a break after the next episode of Ill with Angel. Yep. This is the last episode of Beer with Buffy until we come back from break. And we got one episode left of Ale with Angel and... And we're going on break. We didn't want it to be a big, ridiculous surprise, and we don't want our doodle-doos, our executive doodle-doos, to feel taken advantage of. We will be pausing payments throughout the duration of the break. Yep. We're expecting a a two- to three-month pause. Yep. Um, However, there will be an event after our last episode. We will be doing a a Zoom meeting, a Q&A session that we will be live streaming. Yes. So anybody who's not part of our... um, elite motley crew of executive doodle doos you can tune in and watch or you can watch the video later and anybody who is on that list 
you can be part of the Zoom call. It'll be good times. Yep. It'll um, be a little online party. By the time this episode airs, I will be sending out a message to all our patron supporters, and I will be posting on Facebook with more details, specific details, and how we're going to work all that out. So, Fantastic. Hey, speaking of executive doodle-doos, Rex, why don't you tell us who they are? We have those. We have Bridget McCloy, Dead Serious, Callista, Ali Bonaringo, Nathan Lancey, Kristen, Rachel Gregory, Rachel Doodledoo, D. Sheringhausen, Club E. Seal, Sandra Craig, Jay Sommer, Christina, Catherine Parkinson, Karen Moon, Chris V-Man, Pat Likes Turtles, Scarlet Choi, Bad at Changing Their Name Heaps, God damn it. K-Fro Horse Dildo with a BWB logo gnome. That's the way you say it. <laughs> Father DeFinistrato, Methuen DeBurr, Kelly MC, Jesse Rain, Alex from the Heart, and Carrie Phillips. So much. Thank you. Without you, this show literally is not possible. Yeah, seriously. And one of you, thank you for giving me your old job. I... <laughs> <laughs> no. You know who you are. But she's not listening. And also... Uh, K-Fro Gnome, what happened to the part of your name that was Carl? Put that back in your name. Put it back. I demand it. Yes. It was the best part. I mean, they're all good, but that yeah. was that was the yeah. best. That was the cream filling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have I mentioned having a friend named Carl on the podcast that every t- almost without fail, anytime I, I message him, I messaged him with Carl. I want to say at least twice. Okay. Yeah. Good. But hey, I'll throw it in there a third time. <laughs> third time's a charm, right? Is that the one that's a charm? I Sure. I think so. With the way my life has been, it's way more than three. So I think it's time for a mom synopsis. Joshua, what are you doing, Joshua? Oh, just doing some Christmas shopping. Oh, that's wonderful, Joshua. What's your gift to me going to be? (laughs) Death. (laughs) I'm sorry, did you? Death is my gift. (laughs) Well, that's not terribly jolly of you, Joshua. (laughs) It's cheaper than a $50 gift card to Barnes & Noble that you'll never use. (laughs) Do Do you have any idea, Joshua, how much I would... Have to pay for your corpse to be disposed of properly? I want to be a tree, Mom! (laughs) Oh, hush with that hippie nonsense, Joshua. (laughs) You'll be plasticized and set on my mantle next to the last three dogs I've owned. (laughs) We'll always be together, Joshua. No! (laughs) I moved out. You, You can't trap me in death. No! If you say so, Joshua. (laughs) What's gotten you so morbid anyhow? Oh, you know, it's just the holiday blues. I mean, shopping for meaningful presents is hard. (laughs) You know what else is hard, Joshua? Um, things that are filled with blood? (laughs) Oh, yuck. That is highly inappropriate, Joshua. I was going to say Olaf the Troll God's Enchanted Hammer, because today on Buffy the Vampire Slayer... Hey, 
You don't do the synopsis, mom. I do the mom synopsis. The synopsis? I don't know what you're saying, Joshua. (laughs) Because today on Beer with Buffy, the Scooby gang desperately works to find an alternative to killing Dawn, while Giles tries to get them to accept that they might have to accept that reality in order to save reality from crumbling around them. Buffy's done with this shit, and if Dawn dies, she quits. Anya remembers the Dagon Sphere that repels glory, Xander proposes to Anya to show his faith that they will succeed in saving the world. Willow thinks of a way to stall glory and also restore Tara's sanity. Dawn spends most of her time tied up to a plank on a very high tower. They use Tara to track down glory and they put their plan into action. The plan is to stall glory from ever starting the ritual and everyone has an integral role to play. Spike gets to the top of the tower first but is thwarted by the dock. Buffy finally knocks out Glory with Olaf the Troll God's enchanted hammer. Ripper takes care of Ben once and for all. Buffy saves Dawn, and then after realizing what the spirit guide's advice meant and that her blood is the same as Dawn's, Buffy kind of sort of takes one for the team. The end. Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed little creatures. Soon as the sun goes down, 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 down. as the sun goes down, down, down. Anyway, cold open. Yes. Classic bantery showdown with some tool bag of a vampire chasing some kid, and I swear this is Jonathan's son. (laughs) You know, I was really confused at first. Did you think it was Jonathan? No, no. I I was just really confused. I'm like young Jonathan. No, I just thought I was watching the wrong episode. Oh, right. Because I'm like, why would they? Yeah, why would they start here? Yeah, but. After it happened, I'm like, man, that was just fucking refreshing. Right? Like, yeah. I miss her killing vampires. We needed a classic Buffy moment. But, no, my favorite bit in this entire scene, though, is she's, like, talking to the vampire. And she's like, have you heard of the phrase, biting off more than you can chew? How about Vampire Slayer? How about, oh, God, my leg? <laughs> And then she breaks his leg, and then he says, oh, God, my leg. I'm glad you... Now we're communicating. I I like that you enjoyed that one, because that one fell flat for me. I was like, okay, ha ha. It was just kind of a classic Buffy bad guy banter. I get that it was supposed to be cheesy. I don't want to stop anybody from enjoying it. I'm just going to stop talking. (laughs) So, yeah. My favorite part in this scene, I loved the look on her face when she kicks the vampire into a pile of crates and pallets and a perfectly stake-shaped shard flies right into her hand. Right. She looks confused and like, oh, I meant to do that. <laughs> and then she, perfect. And then she fucks him up. And I, th- I think it's really been a minute since they splurged on a full CG dusting. Right. It's Yeah. I feel like we haven't seen a proper dusting in quite some time. No, it, on, hell, we haven't seen a fucking proper vampire slaying in, a, in quite some time. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. And so as she's walking away, this kid's like, how'd you do that? You're just a girl. And she's like, yeah, that's what I keep telling him, kid. <laughs> now get out of here. You bother me. <laughs> and uh, I, my prediction, the way they framed the shot with the kid... In the background over her shoulder after she killed the vampire, I really thought the kid was going to turn out to be a vampire. I was or like, some sort of demon I was like, or what's something. What's the twist? There's yeah. got to be a twist because it I, starts I would, out 
with the kid going, yeah. don't hurt me. And he's like, hurt you. And then we don't get to hear the rest of their conversation. So that's where the twist would be. But they chose not to have a twist. That's the twist. What a twist. What a twist. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's just some fucking kid. And she's yep. just a girl who's also the Slayer. Yes. Oh, boy. Opening credits. Say it again. Opening credits. Oh, boy. Go to the magic shop where Buffy comes inside and Xander's like, oh, what was that? Oh, just a vampire. How handy that it was just right out back. Yeah. Boy, did he pick the wrong alley. Right. To he follow really did. some random well, kid into. For fuck's sake, how do you come to Sunnydale as a vampire and not fucking know anything about the vampire slayer? Right. Like, dude was dead before he stepped off the bus. Pretty much. <laughs> Unless he was made there. I mean, she graduated a couple of years ago. He could have been a couple of classes yeah. behind her. He seemed old. He, he seemed older, yeah, though. He yeah. seemed older. You're right. Mm. Oh, well, fuck that guy. So, so we basically, minus the vampire slaying interlude, we pick up roughly where we left off last episode, uh, where Giles explains the ritual and essentially how normally the the ritual would be that the orb or the key is life energy you funnel it into the ritual, it opens the portal. When you're done, it goes back to being like an orb of life energy or whatever. And then it's done. But since Dawn is alive, they actually have to bleed Dawn out to do the ritual. And the portal only closes when she's dead because she stops bleeding. Well, wouldn't you know it? What an inconvenience. Yeah. Pesky life and, and shit. And then uh, Xander kind of stupidly wonders, why is why blood? Why is it always blood? Uh, to which we get kind of a... Because uh, it makes your dick hard, you wanker. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a bit of that in the in what Spike says, but like... No, everyone just kind of accepts that as the answer. It makes total fucking sense. It's always blood. blood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's about the substance. And also he literally says, it makes you hard. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was like, wait a second, what? What? You can't talk about I, boners the, on Buffy the Vampire Slayer? My, no. My favorite bit in there, though, that he says is he says it makes you other than dead. And I liked that phrasing. Yeah. Makes you other than dead. Very Buffy speak. Yeah. Yeah. Buffy, however, does not accept the answer that they have to kill Don. No. Not even open to discussion. Well, Ripper disagrees. Yep. Agree to disagree because... Giles makes it clear that the option must at least be heard. Yeah. And Buffy doesn't like that. And they, they get to kind of yelling at each other. Yeah. Well, she makes it sure that she'll fucking stop anyone who tries to hurt Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> Even though she's not really her sister, she's connected to her because the monks made Dawn out of the essence of Buffy and quite literally her DNA in a sense. Oh, it's a very tense moment when she looks at Giles and she's just like, tell me to kill my sister. Oh, and yeah. He, re he replies with, she's not your sister. Like, I I was really kind of appalled. Like, I mostly knew where this was going, but... Yeah, it I'd feels shitty, but it's technically true. Yeah. But her connection is beyond that at this point. She's like, like, no, she's more than my sister. She's yeah. literally me. Um, not just the memories, but physically there's a connection. Um, and I'm like, oh boy, that's good self-love. Uh, yeah. She's got a lot of self-esteem here in this moment. She's like, 
<laughs> you have to respect her because she's mean. <laughs> That's an argument. It is an argument. <laughs> Anya takes this moment of extreme heaviness as an opportunity to display some unbridled enthusiasm towards solving an extremely daunting problem. Yeah. Suggesting that Willow do some magic or something. Xander proposes killing Ben. And then gets down on himself yeah. for suggesting they kill an innocent. Hello, McFly! To be fair, they don't know that Ben has betrayed them or betrayed Dawn. That's true. But, okay, he's an innocent possessed by a god, um, a hell god. Yeah. But also, I mean, Dawn's also an innocent and they're already talking about killing her. At least they're right. not attached to, to Ben. <laughs> right. Well, finally, at this point, Willow speaks the most truth of the situation and points out to everyone that they don't actually have to kill Glory at all. Right. They just have to stop her from doing the ritual because it can only be done at that place and at that specific time. But then aren't they stuck with Glory if they don't find a way to kill her? Well, yeah, but... At the very least, the threat to Dawn is over if they can just keep her from doing the ritual. Yeah, and that's, you know, baby steps, one step at a time. Exactly. Absolutely. Anya remembers about the Dagon Sphere that's supposed to repel glory. I personally don't remember this thing very much, but I vaguely recall the orb thing yeah. from the episode, the first episode where Buffy fights glory. Oh, it's it's better than just Anya remembering these things, though, because she's she's like, OK, because she's enthusiastic about not dying. And she's like, OK, we, we got some ideas. Let's let's keep them going. And, and she's kind of trying to pep up the group and everything. And both Spike and Giles snap at her. And when right, Giles, she's really trying to and when Giles is like, well, you haven't contributed anything. And she's like, how about I contribute two of the best ideas? Right. And. Yeah, Between not only not the only the hammer and the Dagon sphere. Yeah, and later on, they also suggest the other third best idea, which is we'll get there. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So the the troll god's hammer is still there. They apparently found a shelf that'll hold it. Right. And well, I suppose wood is probably better than glass in general. Yeah. In this case, uh, maybe it's enchanted fairy wood. Yeah. Definitely. Let's go with that. <laughs> I liked how Spike's like, that thing's too heavy. And Buffy just like, oh, this is good. Picks it up. Y yeah. I mean, was she able to lift it before? I believe so. Yeah. I think she hit Olaf with it or, or something like that at some point. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like we're just now learning that she's more than strong enough to wield that thing like a piece of fucking foam that it clearly actually yes. is. <laughs> um. But yeah, I suppose somebody would have had to have lifted it up there in the first place. So yeah. Anyway, now the only problem is how to find her. Oh, we're in luck. <laughs> Tara's been babbling on about needing to be somewhere. And as per the last couple episodes, we know that Tara's somehow connected to Glory still. Yep. Because she had brain suckled. Suckly doodled. <laughs> Slurper gerbled. Slur I slurp a garbled. I like slurp a garbled. You're welcome. You can have that one for free. <sighs> well, thank you. Must be Christmas. It was a couple of days ago. It was, in fact. In fact. <laughs>
It'll be the 2nd of January when you guys get this episode. Oh, yeah. shit. Now I have to hold myself to that. <laughs> Ooh, I'm re- I've been really trying to get us back onto Mondays, guys, but it's been... It's been rough. Been rough. It's been rough. Anyway, cut to Glory's Warehouse. Or where... the tower. Yeah, but they're in a warehouse eh. next to the tower. Yeah. Okay. We can, we can do that. Uh, but Ben comes in with a, a fancy peasant dress for for dawn to wear i guess for the ceremony it's a ceremonial gown yeah that's what but I... dawn is just like no fuck you ben fuck you and the horse you rode in on i don't want to see you just be glory now yeah why the fuck like what kind of shit ass mind games are you playing now you want to murder me and you want me to wear your stupid fucking dress right fucking insult to injury yeah that shit pisses me off i did like her point so ben actually does just end up turning back to glory and i actually enjoyed the fact that that don's like you know he's he's a fucking monster at least you're honest about it yeah i love that she prefers glory's brazen evilness to ben's kind of sliminess at this oh point. yeah no he like he's way worse than glory because i don't know that i'd go that far no, I would go that far. And the reason I'd go that far is she is a hell god. That is her nature. <laughs> he right. is fucking human. To The man is under duress. And I get that. And that's totally understandable. But he doesn't fucking comprehend for a second that if he helps glory, he's literally just bringing about hell on earth. No, they would just like he's just going to kill one innocent and then they slip through the portal. Granted, it's going to leave some shit in its wake. But it's not permanent. It's like, you know, 15 minutes, however long it takes her to bleed out. Still, <laughs> I no, I think Ben is by far worse than Glory at this point, just because, like, morally speaking, it's her nature. You can't really be that pissed off at a evil creature that is by nature an evil creature. OK, agree to disagree. I don't think he's that bad. I think he's a. Poor bastard caught in a shitty spot who's got a little too much uh, will to live and not a whole lot of uh, hero complex. Yeah, I might not be the best person to judge such things. <laughs> but it, I, I got a lot of hero complex. But it is coming off super slimy, though. Yeah. I, I got to say that. he's They definitely seemingly purposefully make us not like him anymore for the last yeah. couple of episodes. Handy. Um, Hmm? Handy thing, that. Handy that. <laughs> so, yeah, Dawn antagonizes Glory, accuses her of posturing, essentially, about taking it easy on Buffy, oh. suggesting that she just can't take her. And Glory is many things, but cool-headed is not one of them. Can we give Dawn some fucking kudos here, though? Because she is terrified out of her goddamn mind, but she still has the guts to talk shit to a god. Well, this... She knows there's going to be consequences, but she's less terrified in doing something that gives her a modicum of control over the situation. Right. And that's the point of antagonizing somebody that has you captured. Yeah. Is just taking back a little bit of control, even though there's going to be consequences. Yeah. And she also knows, like, Glory can't kill her early. Also that. They have an appointment to make. But she can feel a whole lot of pain in the meantime. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she gets off real easy here. Glory kind of whips really her does. around a little bit and throws her on the floor, but that's <laughs> about it. Pretty much. God, I feel I feel so bad for her because Glory's like, it's been several hours and Buffy's still not here. 
And even if she does show up, it's probably not going to be to save you because you're not even her real sister. And that's the real shot fired there. Yeah. Because she knows, and that's her insecurity here. She's worried that that's what Buffy might be thinking. She's expressed this insecurity. Mm -hmm. There was like a whole fucking episode about it not that long ago. You are correct. Glory knows that weak point. So I feel real bad for Dawn here. But, you know, hey, we're supposed to. The writers are doing their jobs. (laughs) Oh, boy. Frankly, it's ludicrous to have these interlocking bodies and not interlock. Putrefying diseases. It'll make you blind and insane. But it won't kill you. Light a bunch of candles and have sex near them. So far, I like it. Please remove your clothing now. Back to the magic shop. Yes. Uh, the back room of the magic shop where Buffy is uh, taking out some aggression on a punching bag. That is punching bag abuse. Uh. To be fair, it's a punching bag. Oh, right. I mean, it's supposed to be a punching bag. Well, that just makes everything okay then, <laughs> doesn't it, Rex? It does. Oh, yeah, I suppose it does. It's also, you know, not alive and does not have feelings. <laughs> All right. Now you're just splitting hairs. Giles comes in, tries to have a heart-to-heart with her. Um, His first thought is pretty well along the lines of my first thought is, you are going to tire yourself out. You're going to be all tuckered out. You're not going to be able to fight because you're going to want to be all nappy time. I know I got to go to sleep. I can't save my sister. And then I'm going to be all, woe is me. I killed my sister. No. She's like, no, I'm good. And I'm right. I'm like, oh, right, Slayer power. (laughs) Yeah. Never mind. They talk about the, the six apocalypses that they've stopped. Only six. Well, hey, in five seasons, that's pretty good. Yeah. I don't remember when there were two in one season. I don't either. I I didn't want to think about it too hard. Anyway, she takes one last swing at the punching bag and knocks it right off the hook. No, I remember. The apocalypse they stopped when it was the Xander episode and they did it in the background. Ah. Oh, God, that was (laughs) such a good episode. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Buffy assures him that she will not tire herself out. Anyway, cue the obligatory heart-to-heart where Giles says he, I love Dawn, but I'm sworn to a duty and stuff. And sometimes that means uh, snuffing out a puppy to save the world. Like Dawn, she's very much like a puppy, and I must step (laughs) on her and make her go, but it's for the greater good, you see. Oh, God. (laughs) And, you know, Buffy's just about fucking had it. If Dawn dies, she's fucking done. Can't say I blame her. No, I no, can't blame her at all. Mm-hmm. Giles is over here snuffing out puppies left and right. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Giles. I thought I knew you, man. No, I, I honestly, I agree with her at this point. Because, I mean, she expresses that she's just not sure anymore about what's right and wrong. I mean, it is you know, a rough-ass decision yeah. to, to be like, well, I'm going to stop you guys from killing my sister and just let reality as we know it, crumble to fucking pieces. Yeah. That's a bit much yeah. for anybody to endure. But I can't blame her. No, I can't. Especially given that, like, Dawn is, at this junction, her only goddamn family. And her mom just died. Her, mo- her mom just died. Her dad is fucked off who knows where. She had to kill Angel. Yeah. Riley fucking left her after being an emotionally abusive jackass. Dawn is all she has left. Yeah, she is all up in sorts. That's a phrase, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Back to the warehouse. 
Uh, yep, we get a brief scene back at the, the warehouse where Dawn has dragged up the tower. And that's pretty much it. Yep, pretty much. Back to the magic box. Anya and Xander are boinking in the basement while looking for the Dagon Sphere. X and Z boinking in the basement. There it is. <laughs> we are essentially the same person, everybody. <laughs> I just had to j- show Josh my notes because at just when he said that Anya and Xander are boinking in the basement, that's exactly what I had written in my notes. Yep, next episode of Beer with Buffy will be brought <clears throat> to you by one or the other of us. Clearly, <laughs> you don't need both. <laughs> And it won't matter which. You won't even be able to tell. And you goddamn know. You fucking know that Giles knows. <laughs> oh, Giles knows before he even calls down there. Oh, yeah. Giles yeah. knows before like, they go down there. He probably, he probably, when he was like walking to the basement door, he's like, I'm going to have to yell at them because they're probably just fucking. He smelled <laughs> the arousal on both of them five minutes before they mentioned the Dagon Sphere. They, they have been down there for far too long without finding anything. They're fucking. Yeah. And you know what? Who can fucking blame them? I would be in this cir- circumstance. The world's about to fucking end. Oh, right. I thought you meant you would be blaming them because the no. world's about to end and we need that fucking Dagon Sphere. I mean, yeah, but also like, that. But also, like, you know, the world's going to end. Yeah. Get some fucking in. Better get some boinking in. <laughs> in the basement or wherever. Do it. Get you some. Totally agree. My my favorite bit with this scene, though, to the point of I would almost call it a, a quote of the day, but it's kind of a runner up is they're talking about having sex and then Anya calls Xander a pervert and Xander replies with other pervert. Right. And that that has some very my relationship energy. <laughs> yeah, that definitely was a sign of a great rapport, which we already knew that they had, but it's fun to see those bits yeah. and that bit of it that we don't normally see entirely. I guess we've seen a lot of sexual banter between them, just not recently. Yeah. And it was welcome. Um, at the risk of sounding brutally creepy and sexist, my favorite part was seeing Anya without a shirt on because, boy, <laughs> she's got a sexy tummy. I didn't even notice. Oh, go back and watch it. She looks good. She's a gorgeous person. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You can't tell me you don't watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer because there's some sexy folks in it. Oh, there's there's lots of sexy folks. It's got everything. Anyway. <laughs> it's got something for whatever your lean is. <laughs> uh, so Xander finds the sex bot of Buffy. Yes. Wondering why Willow would have kept it and coming to the most perverted conclusion possible. Anya then freaks the fuck out so hard that there's a music cue for how terrible it is. And it's a stuffed rabbit. (laughs) An omen of horrible things to come. This cracked me up so fucking much. Any moment that we have this show where it brings up that she's afraid of bunnies makes me laugh so deeply because I now have a rabbit. (laughs) Yeah. And like any time... Anytime it happens, it it just makes me think of that damn rabbit. Yeah, I'm surprised that they actually got me. Like, I didn't see the punchline to this joke coming. (laughs) Right. I really thought it was something serious for a moment. They got me. And it's kind of rare at this point to, like, not see him coming. I can usually see it coming a mile away like it's a fucking sitcom formula. Yeah. But but they got me. 
My hat is off to them. Good job. But no, the the bunny the bunny is just too much. <laughs> it's too much for Anya, and she just can't take it anymore. And she just starts to have a complete goddamn meltdown. And just when she thinks she couldn't possibly be more nervous, Xander proposes, and she slaps the shit out of him. It, she slaps him for good reason. You know, that's a proper response to any romantic come on from Xander Harris <laughs> under any circumstances, really. I would agree with that. <laughs> Even no. if you are involved with him. I mean, her her entire point is that Xander is only proposing because he believes the world is going to end. And I think she's completely right. Like, obviously, yeah. we, we know what happens with their wedding and all that. But specifically in this scene with the acting that is happening. I mean, okay, let's play that out. Even if he is doing it because he thinks the world is going to end, I still don't buy that he's doing it so that he gets the benefit of this gesture without having to fulfill it. I um, think it's because he thinks he's never going to get another chance because he loves her that much. He's still doing it for the right reason. Just with the, the other side of the coin of the outcome. The, the biggest moment that really throws me with this this whole exchange is at the very end of it, she says yes, but not until, like, she doesn't take the ring. And she says, when the apocalypse has been stopped. Mm-hmm. And so basically she says, okay, yes, but we're not engaged you know, ask me again after we've dealt with this problem. Sure. And the look on his face, it speaks either he's afraid they're going to stop the apocalypse or he's very afraid they're not going to stop the apocalypse. Either way, he's bullshitting something in this scene. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So I either uh, didn't watch closely enough or I just didn't get that impression off of his facial expression at all. Not sure which. Um, Because my impression was that he was totally fine with that and was just happy to hear a yes from Anya and then moved on. But that'd be worth a second watch for me now with that perspective. And that's what this is all about here at Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. Uh, No, we're not done yet. Oh, yeah. I I figured we could do a mid-roll. Whatever. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, he assuages her fears that he's only proposing because he thinks they won't have to survive. Anyway, whatever. Moving along. Uh, Willow and Buffy. Yep. We go to upstairs. Uh, Buffy and Willow are having a little talk, and uh, Buffy gives Willow a little pep talk about how Willow is the biggest gun they got. Because she's the only one who's actually managed to hurt Glory out of all the Scooby gang. Yeah. Including Buffy. And, you know, she's like, do you have any ideas whatsoever? And Willow happens to have a what I think is a pretty damn good idea. Or as she likes to call them, theories based on wild speculation. Well, yeah. But I mean... Better than nothing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, her her one good solid idea is that she's been looking at what Glory did to Tara, and she thinks that she can undo it. Specifically, it when she undoes it, it might somehow affect Glory and kind of slow her down enough to where you know give buffy a slight upper hand and that's personally i think that's fucking brilliant brilliant two birds one stone exactly goddamn right so willow has a moment with tara where her tara slaps her yeah i guess that's just the activity of the day <sighs> slapping one's partner oh it, this one hurt me like right. this one this one cut 
Yeah, this yeah. one, like, it's funny when Anya slaps Xander. Yeah. But when Tara slaps Willow because she's suffering a severe mental injury. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that hurts. The look on Willow's face was just such unadulterated heart-wrenching. sadness. Heart-wrenching. Heart-wrenching. Absolutely heart-wrenching. So Buffy got called away and is over talking to Anya, Xander, and Giles. Yeah, we cut in as uh, she's... As they're mid-sentence talking to Giles about the Dagon Sphere, presumably. But uh, this being... is where they're talking about the third idea that I think Anya brought to the table. Okay. Which was the Buffy bot. Ah, yes. Yes. Because um, I think it's Giles. The, the last we hear is he says, uh, also, we'll need some and then gets cut off. And she's like, way ahead of you. So we don't get to hear what they need. Yeah. And he's like. But also, you should get some weapons. And she's like, I'm on it. Uh, we do get a nice little line here. That this uh, this whole exchange is a quote of the day for oh, me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can get in on it if you want. I'm starting from Buffy says, okay, I'll grab some weapons too. Xander says, I'm looking for something in a broadsword. Spike says, don't be swinging that thing near me. Xander says, hey, I happen to be a glorified bricklayer. I'm also a swell bowler. <laughs> and... No, my the line that made it to me is Anya's reply is he has his own shoes. <laughs> Spike responds, "The gods themselves do tremble." <laughs> like that was that was my real quote yeah. from that. <laughs> the, the whole thing was gold. Loved it. I happen to be a swell bowler. <laughs> <laughs> he has his own shoes. <laughs> I also like. I think that's really the only way you can say that, right? Like, <laughs> if you're any good as a bowler, you can only be a swell bowler. I just love it whenever my friends invite me out bowling. I'm just like, okay, but I will beat you. <laughs> They're like, no, you know, I'm pretty good. And I'm like, no, I will beat you. I'm, I'm not posturing. I'm not trying to be a badass. I just, I will beat you. And you're the asshole who comes in with his own shoes. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> and I will be upset after getting 30 to 40 points more than you because that's still my worst game in a long time. Uh, what's what's the highest you've ever bowled, do you know? 236 or 242, some, somewhere in that range. I think the highest I've ever managed was about like 225, 230. Hmm. But like... That's a rare fucking occasion. Oh, absolutely. Like, I've only broken 200 <laughs> like two or three times. Yeah, about the same. But I didn't, I never, you like played in a league or whatnot. I played in lots of leagues yeah. and I also played on my high school's bowling team for a season. Fucking boggles my mind you went to a high school that had a bowling team. They had just started the bowling <laughs> team that year. I don't know if it stayed very long. Right. But yeah, anyway, Buffy leaves with Spike to go get weapons and accoutrement. And whatever else. (laughs) I'm not in your room. I'm in the hallway. The hallway doesn't belong to you. Mom, I can stand in the hallway, right? My friend Sharon's older brother knows a girl who died because she choked on her. So yeah, we go to Buffy's house and Spike has to be re-invited in. I I actually want to give Spike some goddamn credit in this scene because he he doesn't ask to be re- reinvited in. He literally just says, 
how about you just hand them over the threshold? I'll just bring the things across the threshold. Yeah. He well, they make they specifically go out of their way to make sure that he does everything right in this moment. Yeah. It's a neat little clever writing trick that they've done here that they're trying to whitewash away all the creepy shit that he's ever done and make us be like, oh, see, he is a good dude. Right. And it's weird because it works. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it wor- It does work. And it like actually makes me a little mad that it does work. Because it's like, oh, he really does care about Don. And he's so selfless. He's like, oh... I always knew I'd go down fighting. Well, his fucking line here that I wrote down was, she's about to head upstairs, and he says, I know you'll never love me. I know that I'm a monster, but you treat me like a man. And that's... Cuts himself off. <sighs> I was getting a good hate on for you, Spike. Right? You you just got... You got to fuck with my emotions the same as everyone, don't you? Well, and also, just before that... She's like, you know, I'm really counting on you to protect Dawn. And he's like, till the end of the world, even if that happens to be tonight. Yeah. Um, and it, I'm like, man, he it's. I would venture to say that it's sneaking into out of character for him territory. Yeah, a little bit. It's right on the edge. I Because I would buy it if they, if he hadn't said the thing earlier about... Now, when you say you love us all, right? Because uh, yeah, he's still obviously creepy. Wants the sex bot back, Spike. Yeah. But now it's... he's suddenly completely selfless. Loves Don for the sake of it, and like I can, I can buy and completely accepts that Buffy doesn't want anything to do with him. He's just happy to do the right thing because she's treating him like a man, and he just wanted respect. No, he didn't. But I I can buy that he's biding his time. He's trying to do the right thing. Sure, not for the wrong... He's trying to do the right thing for the entire wrong reasons. Like, his motive is get in good with Buffy. I think there is a part of him that is starting to accept uh, things and be doing these things for the right reasons. Right. But not as much as he would have us believe in this scene, even though it feels... Just because of his performance. Right. The way uh, James Marsters portrayed it is so fucking genuine. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where they want us to be with the character. And But I don't buy I it. Think, I think it's not... Yeah, James Marsters' performance is so genuine. But I think it's more that Spike's performance is that good. Spike's an excellent liar and always he is, has like, been. He is playing the game here. Mm. Like, he's... He is trying to manipulate Buffy. He's just doing it expertly. And he's doing and a really good job because, my God, Buffy keeps giving him that very confusing stare. And even right when she invites him in, I swear to God, she wanted him to kiss her. Yeah. That's like, what it there, looked like. There is, they are doing a great job of playing up the tension between these two. Yeah. I can totally fucking see why so many fans were like, oh, I ship them sure. way beforehand because like they're like the the two actors have amazing on screen yeah. chemistry. Everything I'm saying here, I that's what my brain is telling me. But yeah. my hormones and my dick are saying ship these two, ship them hard. <laughs> so uh, I 
I honestly think that James Marsters and Sarah Michelle Gellar have better on-screen chemistry than literally any single romantic interest she's had, period. Oh, period. Including Angel. 100%. Absolutely. I think James Marsters slash Spike is simply the best thing that ever happened to Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel in general. Yeah. I, you know, I... He's the only character that crosses over after... Yeah. Buffy is over. Yeah. They're like, we just can't let him die. We're literally going to drag him into Angel as a ghost. I mean, and the, then he's going to steal the that only, show, too. I think the only fucking reason why I can't comfortably say that he's the best actor on the show is because Anthony, Anthony Stewart, Stewart head is, is still there. Yeah. Yeah. And like, how do you fucking top that? Mm. That's that's hard. That's hard to do. That is rough. It's just, (laughs) it's such a good cast. It really is. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Cut back to the tower. Dramatic shot of Dawn being in distress on the top of the tower. Tied in place. That's about it. Cut back to the magic box. Where everyone's ready. Time to start the show. Giles proclaims, it's time. Willow needs only to give Tara the slightest suggestion that she might need to be somewhere and that no one's holding her back. Buffy says, this is actually one of my quotes of the day. Everyone know everybody knows their jobs. Remember, the ritual starts. We all die and I'll kill anyone comes near dawn. Well, not exactly the St. Crispin's Day speech, is it? (laughs) And then Giles (laughs) I don't recognize this speech, but it sounds like they're quoting su- something. I'm actually surprised you don't. Okay. It's from Henry V. Oh, yeah. I never said I was um, a good theater but the, major. The line, the line <laughs> this is a great joke that Spike pulls, because what they say in the show is, Giles says, we few, we happy few, and Spike replies with, we band of buggered. Yeah. The lot, the actual speech, the lines from the speech is we few, we happy few, we band of brothers. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. And so he what he's saying, like, they're fucked. Right. I got that. I just didn't bother to look up the references. So thank you for that. Uh, Fuck you for not letting me say the lines, but thank you for filling me in on the references. Sorry. Whatever. (laughs) It's fine, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> cut to the street where tara heads out the front door and the scoobies all follow i i do want to mention that like as willow's about to like walk out buffy had told her keep your distance don't crowd and like they're walking like in fucking single file line down the sidewalk yeah they're, they're a solid couple of yards behind her barely she's got air they're two yards at most she's nuts she doesn't need personal space Ugh. it's fine <laughs> she's used to straight jackets probably no she's not Isn't she hasn't been crazy? crazy that long oh well i wasn't paying attention for the most part i don't think they use straight jackets anymore i i was I gonna say i know inhumane but i really don't know <laughs> hmm? i think they're considered inhumane oh good because they sound inhumane oh yeah like that sounds really unpleasant yes hmm yeah they arrive at the tower before long, and uh, quote of the day, standalone <laughs> quote of the day, uh, Xander, a man after my own heart, loudly proclaims, Spadoinkle! <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> See, I had a line from this scene, too, where Willow's like, could use a little, or 
Giles asks Willow if she needs anything, and Willow replies with, could use a little courage, and just from off screen, Spike <laughs> thrusts a flask into her face. Whoop. Oh my. That <laughs> And she says, the, the real kind, but uh, thanks. Oh, honey, that's as real as it gets. <laughs> that's... That's my nomination for quote of the day right there is Spike's hand coming into the shot with a flask. It's perfect. That counts as a line as far as I'm concerned. I would agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) So cut to glory who spots Tara immediately. Immediately. Good on her, though. Right. Well, she is a god. It grabs her by the shoulder. Surprise. What the fuck are you doing here? Out pops Willow. She's with me. Fuck you. Willow carpes all them DMs and fiddle fucks the bejesus out of that god lady's head. At the same time as Tara's, it is a finger fucking orgy up in this bitch for a good three or four jizztastic seconds. Well, she she's had more than a season of practice at the this whole thing now. Oh my god, was that a lesbian joke? It was. You are Fired! I'm also giving you a raise! You don't pay me, but thank you. Well, you can... <laughs> can have a small portion of the Buffy funds. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. So, Glory falls to the ground. A fucking fingering joke. That's my job, you bastard hey i had to get one in somewhere like i mean i said something about fingering but shit that's where the joke was oh at least a little bit proud of me oh my god (laughs) oh man you just okay so glory falls to the ground and complaining she made a little hole a glory hole (laughs) by the way this is our official apology for completely missing <laughs> right. that dirty ass pun for quite literally the entire season. Any like she has gone through so she's made so many holes in walls. So many holes. <laughs> I can't count the this number episode, of or this entire season is just filled with glory the number holes. Number of uh, Kool-Aid man <laughs> jokes combined with glory oh hole jokes God. that we could have made. It's an entirely <sighs> other dimension of reality. Just gone with the wind. I am so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, we got one in there. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. It, we're we're okay. We're it's still a, funny. We're we're still funny. We're still entertaining. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> but now she's a little peckish and she needs a brain to eat. Yeah. And uh, of course, not one of her minions is brains. I mean, no. sheesh. Talk about junk food. <laughs> right. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> so she spots Buffy. She'll do. And, you know, Glory's a Dram- bit. Dramatic camera angle as uh, we zoom up to Buffy and she's, you know, come get it. Like you do. Yeah. You know, it is the season finale and we're at least two thirds of the way through the episode. So, yeah, Glory's a bit woozy, but she sends her minions and sub minions to guard the stairway up to the tower while her and Buffy duke it out a bit. Yes. Glory is confused by what the witch did to her, and Buffy doesn't play her hand very close to her chest on this one. No. She's like, hey, see this Dagon sphere that I have? It's probably that that's slowing you down, and throws it at her. I bet you can't touch it. And she's like, oh, I'm touching it. That really sucks. Crush like an egg. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I'm better now. Yeah, that was a bit... uh 
not the right call. Yeah, probably would have been better if you'd just hung on to it, Buffy. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, she makes short work of it. Uh, they default to exchanging blows. You know, the thing Glory was just chastising herself for doing not too long ago instead of putting a hole straight through Buffy's chest. Yeah. Yeah. So the rest of the Scooby gang piles in against the mob guarding the tower. So, yeah, kind of an honorable mention of a quote here. Uh, one of the minions is, like, saying how they, they, they're they going to guard guard the stairs and everything, and but ends the line with, This will be our day of glory! And then one of the minions behind him says, Well punned. Well punned. Yes. <laughs> God. It He's just like, came to me. <laughs> arrow in the chest. As an arrow just comes to him. See what they did there? Yeah. Hey-o. Yeah. Feel free to tell me if this next part gets a little too personal because I'm told I have boundary issues. But I'm a part. I am great. I am beautiful. I'm lucky to you. All eyes turn to me because my name is a holy name. You will listen. And then we have a fight. There was a fire fight. Okay, there was a melee fight. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Yeah, something like that. After, uh, so the rest of the Scooby gang piles in against the mob guarding the tower. After a few exchanges, Glory knocks Buffy's head off. It's the sex bot. It's not Buffy at all. I love, I fucking love how just utterly bewildered she is because she's like, she was a robot this whole time? What the hell? Did and anybody like, else know the Slayer was a robot? She is legitimately confused. <laughs> and it was so perfect. Yeah. Was I the only one that thought that the CG on the the head getting kicked off was really bad? It was. Because I was like, man, what is wrong with Buffy's head? There's like something going on with her shoulders and her neck. Like something's not lined up right. I think she needs to see a chiropractor. Oh, uh, yeah. I see. They were lining up yeah. for a robot head kickoff. Yes. Got it. Okay. Anyway, Glory's a dipshit and believes that the Slayer was always a robot, but real Buffy is behind her and hits her with the big ass hammer. <laughs> Buffy parkours her way up the stairs and past a demon who is all too willing to huck himself over the edge at the slightest touch. Right. Do you see that? Yeah. Like, I get it. You know, that's how stage combat works. The person who is receiving the blow is always 100% in control, which means she grabs him. He throws himself over the ledge. That's just how that stunt works. But you're not supposed to make it look like you're heaving yourself (coughs) over the edge. So he's just a bad actor. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But that's fine. Whatever. Glory catches up to Buffy about halfway up the stairs, up the tower, Yep. and they duke it out a bit more, this time with some cool high-stakes jumps and flips and chain swinging. It's a pretty damn good fight. Oh, yeah. It was quite engaging. Yeah. I enjoyed it very much. Then the hammer gets caught up in the chains for a moment. Yeah. And then they both grapple into, uh, and they basically both leap off at the same time and fall to the ground. And they're both just fine, and the hammer falls too. Yep. Glory does a little bit of taunting. Says, "You lost your, you lost your hammer, sweet cheeks. What are you gonna hit me with now?" Well, it's a good <laughs> thing that glorified bricklayer knows how to operate a wrecking ball, because three, two, one, boom, and it it's came like, in like a wrecking ball. Xander came in yeah. like a wrecking ball. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like Buffy was expecting it. She just looked at the wall. 
Right. I mean, did they plan that? No. How I don't, could I don't they have possibly that, planned that? No. That like it was a bit too convenient. Yeah, it was a bit much, but it was fun. You know, gotta you had to give Xander something. Well, and his his line after the camera goes over to him is pretty good because he's like glorified bricklayer picks up a spare. Fantastic <laughs> callback. Yes. Tied it all together. It really yeah. brought the room together. It, it was a nice little bow right on top. Yeah. Apparently you're not a golfer. <laughs> <laughs> so the scoobs are uh, pretty beaten back and exhausted yeah. at this point. The, the mob of demons and lackeys are standing strong at the foot of the stairs Giles reassures them all that as long as Buffy can keep Glory busy enough and long enough, it doesn't matter because there's only a couple minutes left for them to start the ritual. And then uh, cut to the top of the tower. Yeah, where things become unfortunate. <clears throat> a wee bit. There's a, there's a bit of a twist. Yeah. Uh, Dawn's at the top of the tower and sees Doc, who thinks she thinks is still a friend. Yeah, she doesn't quite know about that. Yeah, yet. and he pulls a knife out to bleed her. He does clean up nicely, though, does he not? Yeah, he does. He looks real snappy in that suit. Yeah, much better than the, like, lounging around the houseware that he was in And the robe and the slippers, yeah. Yeah. Actually, he kind of looked like a mortician at a showing, not the one, not... Not the Dexter-style morticians. Right, yeah, I know what you meant. You know, what's funny about that is Michael C. Hall was also in Six Feet Under as a mortician. Oh, I never watched Six Feet Under. Oh my god, you should! It's the best! I've heard it's really good. It's really fucking good. I don't know if... I'm sure it'll hold up mostly. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, here we are with Doc... I almost said Doc Brown. Not Doc Brown. (laughs) The other Doc. The evil Doc. The non-good one. Yeah. He's all prim and proper in his little suit... And uh, he knows a magic trick, Rex. Yeah. It's called, I'll cut you so bad you wish I had not cut you so bad. It's <laughs> the name of the trick. Oh, cut back to the the Scooby gang uh, where Spike notices that, hey, someone is up there with Dawn. Then he hears an ethereal voice. Yeah. Apparently Willow's. He gets telepathically co- contacted and Willow says, hey, get your ass fucking up there. You have a job to do. Yeah, I guess he can hear the doc's footsteps or him talking. I don't know. But I vampire mean, He's senses. got good eyes. He's probably probably can see in the dark better than a normal human. Well, and as we had established for us only last episode of Angel, they do have super hearing. Yeah. So there it is. And she tells Spike to run for it. And I think she also does a, a spell to push apart the mob. She specifically she grabs a hold of Tara's hand and they do it together. Oh, that's special. Yeah. Cuz they're more powerful together. That's true. Cut to the top of the tower. Yeah, so he gets to the top of the tower and docks a lot for him. A bit too much for him. Yeah, I was not expecting this to um go down quite like this. I mean, he like Doc, like, celerity is behind Spike. Doc fucking owns yeah. him, man. Uh, stabs him what I think would be the kidney I really liked, area. I really like their exchange here. I don't suppose you wrote it down? I didn't. You did? I didn't. You didn't. Okay. Well, Spike says, doesn't a fella stay dead when you kill him? Look who's talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Doc. Let's you and me have a go. I do have a prior appointment. This won't take long. No, I don't imagine it will. <laughs> 
and it, it didn't. It, it doesn't. He makes quick work of Spike after and then just yeah. After a few grapples that don't go well for Spike, he gets thrown from the fucking tower. And I just imagine as he falls, he screams, "This is an OSHA violation." <laughs> There were no handrails. Come with me and you'll be in a world of OSHA violations. I know that's not the first time I've done that on this podcast, but oh, I'm going to do it every time it comes up. You're welcome. So thrown from the tower, we see him splat at the bottom, but in a way that tells us he's probably okay. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, he's just going to be super fucking bruised. And Buffy finds the hammer again at some point and is yep. wailing on Glory. <laughs> oh, God. Glory goes down. <laughs> this is... Glory go down the hole. Okay, the glory so Buffy, hole, if you Buffy will. Buffy has... I think this episode is the highest concentration of good one-liners that we've gotten from Buffy in an entire season. Oh, they pulled out all the stops. Um, Because, like, Glory is getting hit with the hammer, and she's like, stop it. And Buffy's response is, you're a god. Make it stop. <laughs> Quit letting me hit you. Quit letting me hit you. Where's your god she's now? fucking pummeling the shit out of her. Oh, it's so satisfying. It's very satisfying. <laughs> they they know how to do a good season finale. That is for fucking sure. So Buffy smashes her bitch ass into submission. She becomes Ben finally. Buffy makes Ben swear to make sure Glory never comes near her and her own again. And then Buffy fucks off up the tower. And uh, Giles or uh, yeah. <clears throat> Ripper yeah. steps in. Uh, Giles is not here. <laughs> Although Ben might think <clears throat> that whom he knows to be Giles, usually, uh, he might think that he's asking after his well-being when he says, can you move? But I can assure you, <laughs> no. he is not. No. Ben says, she could have killed me. Giles says, I'm sorry, Ripper says, no, she couldn't. Never. And sooner or later, Glory will reemerge and make Buffy pay for that mercy. And the whole world with her, Buffy even knows that. And still she couldn't take a human life. She's a hero, you see. She's not like us. Wait, us? <laughs> and this is Ripper's number one most chillingly badass moment. Hands down, ever. Ha! Hands down! Yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. Uh, it's one thing to like stab him or something, but mm -hmm. no, he just reaches over, closes his mouth and nose, and suffocates him to death. But doesn't even use two hands. One no, hand. No, just one hand. And just stares coldly into his face as he watches the life go out of his eyes. I think Ben's new nickname should be Snuffleupagus. <laughs> Because, oh my God. because that's the last word he said. <laughs> he must really like Sesame Street. <laughs> oh my God. That might be a bit much. Us? <laughs> Shit. Uh, not too much. Uh, much too much. <laughs> much too much. You're welcome. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> I would do myself. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. <clears throat> Dude, I am super glad I was not like trying to take a drink or something at that moment. I think I would have died. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm also glad. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh, as as I was going to say, um, this is a, a big moment to me because, like, I completely agree with what, what Giles is doing here. Oh, 100%. Like, he... I don't even have to think about it. And, I mean, like, we know that he's not exactly murdering an innocent here. Yeah. yeah. But he doesn't. Mm. He doesn't know that... Oh, ben you're turns. right. I he didn't think know. about that. I still don't care. But he's just doing he's, what he knows needs to be done. Yeah. He knows this is a way to kill an unkillable fucking hell god. Yeah. Done. That glory problem is dealt with or forever. Even if there's a chance, I guess he doesn't know that killing the host will kill the parasite. But, he, you know, he's pretty sure. It's a it's a good gamble. It's a good bet. Definitely. Yeah, it's a it really is. <laughs> Cut back to Snuffleupagus. Good <laughs> fucking god. Well, this guy wants to fight with weapons. I've got it covered from A to Z. From axe to Z other axe. I'm fairly certain I said no interruptions. Cut back to Dawn and Doc. Where, uh. Yeah. Doc. What's up, Doc? Doc gives some shallow cuts. Oh, yeah, he's slicing up Dawn yeah. for a ritual sacrifice. Shallow cuts so that she bleeds for a long time. Oh, yeah. Buffy shows up, and Doc is like, this should be interesting. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes, very interesting. <laughs> Walks at her, and she just puts a hand out, and she goes, bloop. <laughs> Bye. It was interesting and short-lived. <laughs> very short-lived. Um, yeah, she's like, excuse me, you're not allowed to do that. Torturing my sister is my job. So she shoves him from the tower unceremoniously as we hear a faint scream Doppler affect its way to the ground. Yep. She frees Dawn, but it's too late. Her blood has started dripping and has opened the portal. Demon and dimensions. now they're thinking with portals. Fuck. They've been thinking with portals. Yeah. They've been... Thinking oh, with God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. That was not well punned. I know. Demon dimensions have started to cross over. All kinds of apocalypto shit is going down. Dogs living with cats. Cats and dogs living together. Anya shoves Xander out of the way, but gets knocked out by falling debris. A streak of lightning hits the street and causes a crater. A fucking dragon pops out of fucking nowhere. Right. Just starts flying Fuck. around. Yeah, it's a whole mess. And then this is when it clicks for Buffy. Her gift is death. Their blood is the same. Therefore, her blood can close the portal. Yeah, that's that's problematic at best. Well, she is the hero. Mm-hmm. Heroes don't die well, not usually. Yeah, they so they do the little whisper trope thing where uh, Buffy whispers something to Don, mm -hmm. and then we don't hear what it is till like we actually do get to hear what it is though because after she jumps in the portal, it voiceovers. They wanted to do the voiceover while everybody is grieving. Yeah, over in slow motion. Over Buffy's presumably dead body. Yeah. 
But we get to see her realization of what it meant when the spirit guide said, death is your gift. Her realization that her blood is the same as Dawn's. Right. And it like to me, it makes sense that like she is gifting Dawn with her death because by sacrificing herself, she's giving Dawn a life. And it's literally the only way that Dawn could live. Sure. Yeah, she's gifting Dawn and also everybody else at the same time. Yeah. Everybody I mean, it's a little unfortunate that, you know, the Slayer is gone now, or at least, you know, the only other Slayer we have is in prison. Eh, well, what are you going to do? But yeah, this is actually uh, one of the last things that she says to Dawn here. I had completely forgotten about this, is the line, the hardest thing in this world is to live in it, Mm -hmm. which is a line that she says, that Dawn says to Buffy in the musical episode, And I've seen the musical episode so fucking much that I never fucking remembered that that line was from this episode. Aha! And so connect the dot. One of the reasons we're doing this podcast. Yeah, it's a rewatch for a reason. Oh baby, Gerarg. Gerarg. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Strength. Give, give, give me more. Nice. I shall walk in here. Hold on. You've got something here. Sad piano. A little bit. Yeah. Could you imagine watching this in real time? How fucking upset would you have been with Buffy dying at the end of this? Oh, gotcha. You mean if... <laughs> It was like, like, yeah, if my sister committed suicide to save the the world and save my life, I'd be pretty upset. No, I, I, like, <laughs> I mean, as, you mean like, the series. Watching the show. Right, like, right, right. Like the, the day, imagine watching it the day it aired. Yeah, that would have been fucking nuts. And also, part of the reason they did this was because they didn't know that the series yeah. was going to be able to be renewed or not. Um, they were preparing for the worst of being canceled. Yep. Yeah, because next season they're on a new network, I think. Yes, this is where the network switch happens. Yep. I forget, because they're they're on Fox originally, right? Yeah. I think they switched the, to the WB. That sounds right. Yeah, they went to I know, Warner we've Brothers talked about this before, like and it's basic Buffy trivia. Yeah. Um, most people listening to this probably know all this already. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, how'd you feel about this episode, Rex? It was so fucking good. Yeah, it was not. Not only was it so good, it was so substantially more than I fucking remembered. Yeah, they really brought it together. Like they blew it out of the fucking. Park. I was I was a little worried about this episode with because last episode was like I enjoyed last episode, but it wasn't as big of an episode. Yeah. And I just didn't know how they were going to, you know, do a whole episode. But no, they fucking honestly, this is one of my favorite season finales. Yeah. I still think Glory peaked too soon and some of the pacing was off getting here. Yes. Yes. And that's because they always knew how they wanted to end it. Or at least they knew for a while. Yeah. And they just, they misstepped a few times getting there, but they knew what they wanted and they got it. And yeah. it was great. Yeah. It, oh, 
fucking hell was it good. Like, even though I knew what was coming, I knew that she died at the end of this. It was still super intense. Yeah, I really could not for the life of me remember how she dies. Like, up until the moment that I'm like, oh, she jumps off into the thing. I remember now. Like, I didn't remember that Glory died on the ground. Like, I didn't remember that, that... Giles killed Ben like that. I didn't remember that Giles killed Ben and or Glory, but it was burned into my memory. Him doing the hand over the mouth and nose thing. Ah, That never quite left like that left an impression on me. Yeah. And then- it's such a strong impression that it far outweighed having anything to do with Ben and Glory, who uh, I just oh, apparently have some kind of a connection Ben and Glory? Yeah. Do they? I... Probably not. (laughs) That's what I thought I heard, but... Good call. They couldn't possibly. Good call back. Couldn't possibly. (laughs) No, I... It's... Honestly, this is one of the best season finales. Like, especially, I think, having the season finale this fucking good when there were so many, like, hit and miss moments in the season... Mm-hmm. Like they, you know, it was like the underdog came back to win for being what felt like kind of a mess of a season for Buffy with peaking too early with glory. Like this was just so, so intense and good. I mean, I wouldn't call it a mess of a season. I think it had some some problem areas that could have been better, but nothing's perfect. I mean, that mostly, mostly along the lines of like the this is of all the seasons big bad arc the big bad arc in this was a fucking disaster yeah well it could have been it could have been a lot better the the concept of the character was great the execution by the actress i don't know her name i can't look it up i don't have internet right now she was great yeah i would love to get her for an interview i'm gonna try I don't remember if I already sent out an email, but I'm going to send out another one. I'd still love to get every single big bad on here someday for an interview. I don't know how realistic that is. You know, that means we'd have to interview James Marsters, right? Oh, no. (laughs) You know what? I'll fucking pay my arm, right? (laughs) Honestly, if we can pony up the dough, he'll do a 20, 30 minute interview for us. It'll probably cost us a couple grand, but I'm, I'm game. Well, patron supporters, you got something to work for, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, um, shit. You got a quote of the day? I don't even have to think about it. <laughs> Go ahead. Spike's arm with a <laughs> flask, shoving it into Willow's face. That's my quote of the day. I, I'm going with Giles. Giles's line about how Buffy can't couldn't kill Ben, mm. and just that that bit there. Just because that's yeah. it's pure Ripper. Oh, it was delicious, evil. It, not, it, but it, in a good but, way. But especially, oh. especially the very last bit of it. She's a hero. You see, she's not like us. Not like us. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, cause he he's always known he's not a hero. He's an anti-hero. Yeah, and that's fine. That's even more fun. Honestly, a good hero kind of needs a good anti-hero to. To be part of the team. It, yeah. Fucking A. Yeah. Well, shit. There it is. That's the season finale of season five of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. So this has been another episode of Beer with Buffy. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Like us on Twitter. 
or sorry, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. Whichever. <laughs> uh, you know, you might not be able to do that on Twitter for long. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> right. Um, Don't forget to do nothing at they, all on Twitter ever they've, again. They've been hitting. <laughs> apparently, there might be a problem with having accounts on Twitter that only share links. And that's the number one thing our Twitter account does is sharing links. So Oops. who the fuck knows? Oh, well. But there's always Facebook, I guess. Yep. You won't uh, lose track of us. It'll be fine. Mainly join our Facebook group where we love to interact with our fans as ourselves. And, you know, we post our episodes on there as well. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch in touch with us, you can do that a number of ways. You could send us an email, beerwithbuffy at gmail.com, or you could give us a call or send a uh, text to 269-743-0783. We'll definitely respond to that. You could message us on Twitter or Facebook as well. If you'd like to support our show, the best way to do that is to give us a review on iTunes. Particularly, a written review is always better than uh, just a, a star review. Give us a written review and send us a screenshot. We will send you a free sticker, and you will get to be in the running for our next hoodie giveaway. If you'd like to support us financially, you can do that in a number of ways. You could support us on Patreon patreon.com slash beer with buffy or you can buy our merch beerwithbuffy.com slash shop yep we got mugs stickers shirts hoodies bags with uh beer with buffy and air with angel logos on them finally as always thank you so much to jj treadway for our transition and opening and closing music this has been beer with buffy i'm rex i'm josh have a good night county speed rex Reeves to be with you instead of which you enslave yourself to this this cult you don't like the color you have a sacred birthright you were chosen to destroy vampires not to wave pom-poms at people done why are we watching this <laughs>